Hey, welcome back to our Benodon Chaviri series. I'm finding this very, very exciting. I hope the Oynim is as well. Uh, very, very interesting halachas. Very practical halachas. And Be'ez Hashem, these halachas are what's going to bring back the Be'ez HaMikdosh. So let's go. Uh, number three we're holding by today. And we're working on a Nurse Tavarim today. One of the very, very important sugyas in Ben Adam is the sugya of a Nurse Tavarim. So we'll start with the Pasuk. Where it says, Don't literally translate it as a guess. Don't aggrieve one each other. Right, I'll give you another pasuk, and this is the main pasuk that we're going to work on today. Basically, um, I'm Sorry, we missed a bit Okay, don't pain somebody else. Such an important idea not to pain other people. And and we probably, you know, this is, I guess, what we're working on. It's the idea that we've been discussing a little bit in Sisna, uh, don't hate other people, don't judge other people in a bad way. But here it's coming out in a much more practical sense. And that is actually causing distress to other people, which is a very, very dangerous thing of causing distress to others. And that's why it's very, very important. And um, this is why a Nostavorim is a very, very, very homer idea. I'll give you a couple of ideas before we go. You know, there's this idea that people say in the world, I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, I'm sure you have, um, sticks and stones won't hurt my, bo- uh, won't hurt, won't, sticks and stones won't break, uh, may break my bones, but words will never harm me. Is that right? Did I say it good? Yeah. Okay. It's complete rubbish. It's not Alpi Torah. That saying is the opposite to Torah. I'm sorry to tell you, but Onas uh, Tavorim is a terrible thing that, um, and I, I, I can tell you this from speaking to people and dealing with people, that people have told me this, and I have personally heard this from people, that they can suffer from words for years and years after being here, after hearing those words. In other words, the words that we use are extremely important. In fact, Chazal tell us the opposite to that saying. There's a Pasuk in Mishlei, Perikid base posikid ches. The posik says like this Yesh boita kimad kurois chorov lishoincha chomim marpe. Says the posik in Mishle, you can utter words that are like a piercing sword, but the tongue of the wise heals. Let me tell you an unbelievable thing with Moshe Aaron Stern's Atzal. Mashkech of Kamenitz Yeshiva once said, he said that the tongue is like a loaded gun. A tongue is like a loaded gun. That means that once, as long as the bullets are inside, you can aim them and you can direct them. However, the moment you shoot them, you have no more control over those bullets. It says, Moshe Aaron Stern's Atzal, it's the same thing with words. While they're in our mouths, we can formulate them, we can decide how to use them, we can decide how we're going to, you know, how we're going to express them. But after we use those words, then it's already too late. And the damage is done, and the damage can last years or a lifetime. And again, I, I don't want to say I don't want to any stories because there are many. I've heard this from boys that they have, you know, been traumatized. Sometimes even subconsciously, they don't even realize it. Whether it's from their rebbeim, their teachers, their parents, that they heard things, and they just, you know, especially when it comes from someone that loves them or someone that comes from a place of respect, 
That's why people that deal in Chinuch, whether it's parents, whether it's Rebbeim or teachers, have to realize that the power of their words are so much more powerful than anybody else. Because again, this is coming from a place of respect, that theoretically you're meant to be a respectable person. You're meant to be someone that I'm respecting, and you're not. And you're saying something that goes deep, deep, deep inside, and it can literally hurt a person for many, many years afterwards. Now, there's an, an incredible Gemara in Bob Metziah, Dafnun Chesamad Base. The Gemara says in Bob Metziah that hurting with words is actually worse than financially hurting someone, which is interesting because according to the world, most people would say, listen, you know what? Say whatever you want to me, but don't touch my bank account. Gemara says exactly forget. The Gemara in Bob Metziah says, that it's much worse when you hurt someone with words, Einas Mamoin, Einas Advarim, I'm sorry, worse than Einas Mamoin. Why? Very simple. Because when you hurt someone financially, number one, you never hurted the person in a, in a physical way. You didn't go to them. And number two, you could pay them back. Einas Advarim, you can never take back. You could say, I'm sorry. You could do tshuva. But it could be the pain that you caused him at that time can cause him something which you can never take back. Uh, the Gemara tells us, uh, the Gemara tells us like this, um, it comes from a Pasuk, that the Rabbanishim gets very angry with a person who hurts another person with words. It's a very, very dangerous thing. Uh, not only that, the Gemara Bamatsiya Nuntes Omad Aleph, Omer Beleza, Hakol Nifro Shliach, that whenever someone gets punished, the Rabbanishim Lolem sends a Shliach to punish them. Says the Gemara, Chutz Mo'ino. That when it comes to Oino, if you hurt someone with words yourself, Hashem says, it's not enough that I'm going to send a shliach. I'm going to personally come and pay you back. The Gemara tells us again, all comes from Sukkim, whatever it is, but uh, the Gemara tells us, and the Rambam brings this down, Hilchus Mechira Perik Gedad Halacha Yudches, the Sma in Chesha Mishpat, Semen Reish Chav Chesik, Gotten Base as well, that if a person cries and he davens to Hashem because he was, he was insulted, he gets answered straight away, as the Gemara tells us in Bob Metziah Nuntes, Kol Hashaorim Naalu, all the gates are shut, all the gates are closed. Chutz Mishare Yono. And therefore, when you upset someone, you insult someone, they have the power of tefillah better than anybody else. So number one, if you're insulted, don't insult someone back. Because you at that moment have a tremendous koyach of tefillah. And also, if you insult someone and chas v'shalom, they think badly about you and they you know, sort of request from the Rabboni Shalom punishment for you. I don't want to say this, but the Gemara says that Hashem will listen to them. So it's a very, very, very scary thing. We're talking about Inas Tavarim. We're talking about things that are extremely, extremely chomer uh, in the Rabbi Shalom's eyes. And Chazal already told us in many, many cases how bad this is. I mentioned to you some of them. So Rabbi said we've got to be very careful. What, what does it mean, Inas Tavarim? Let, let's give some practical examples. What does it mean, Inas Tavarim? What does it mean to hurt someone, right? So it's actually interesting because there's the obvious ones and then there's not so obvious ones. Okay, I want to read to you a Gemara. Because right, this basically, it's very interesting. You learn the Gemara in Bob Metziah, Nun Chesamad Base, all the way down to Nun Tes. The whole sugya there is talking about Inas Tavarim. It's incredible. But I want to read you just a couple of lines, and you see from Chazal what the examples that Chazal already gave us are Inas Tavarim. And many of us, I would say, unfortunately, we practice. And we have to be more careful. And I hope from this series, you know, I always say, Badalach Hashem. I'm not going to be able to teach you all the halachas. It's impossible. I would love to. Trust me. I would love to teach you everything. And Be'ez Hashem will get there. Stick around. We'll get there. But 
My point isn't that. It's is to give you more of a sensitivity. So I think it's the same thing with these Ben Adam Chavero, you know, um, series. It's a Kavalika series. We should be spending an hour or two on each subject. But, you know, we can't. We haven't got time and, you know, whatever it is. But I just want to give you more of a sensitivity to what we're discussing. So let me read you the Gemara in in Bometzir. Tonu Rabbonon. Loisonu ishala misoi, esa misoi. The Gemara says clearly, is referring to Einas Tvarim. Hokate said, Ask the Gemara, what does it mean? What is Einas Tvarim? Let's say you meet someone who's a Chayza Batshuva. He's a Batshuva. Well, we all know we should all be Batshuva. Halavai, we were all Batshuva. But there's someone who we name him, we brand him as a Batshuva. Ah, I remember the good old days. You know what you used to do in the olden days? Come on, now you're a frummy frummy wearing a white shirt and a, white, and a black hat. But come on, you remember those days? I remember the places that you used to go to and the music you used to listen to. That is a nasty volume. Let's say his parents um, um, uh, you know, became gay and they converted. Don't tell him. <laughs> Remember your parents. Woo, your parents, they were like, no, no, no. You can't do that. That's what I mentioned. One says fear Hashem and one doesn't. And therefore, Oynos Devorim is much worse than Oynos Momin. But the Gemara is basically quantifying to us different examples of what it is. Okay? So let me give you a few examples. First of all, I want to mention this is a very important halacha. Uh, this is a very important Indian that we have to know. The Sefer Chinuch, uh, when he brings down the mitzvah, mitzvah Shilamat Ches, brings it down and he says very clearly that it applies to children. And this is something that once again, when you guys get married, you have to mechanic your children to do things properly. Um, be even more careful, by the way, when it comes to a, uh, a, a widow, right, an almana, or a yasoim, or for sure a ger. Because the Torah tells us that these people are much more sensitive to words, and the punishment for per, uh, people speaking badly to these people is much, much worse. Let me give you some examples, okay? So we've spoken about the Indian, we know how bad it is. Let me give you some examples, and I think many of you will actually be surprised with the things that we're going to say are included in Oynas Tavarim. Okay, so let me give you a list of some of the things that we've compiled together. Okay? Okay, number one, embarrassing somebody else, especially when it's done in public. We'll speak about that separately. It is a form of Oynas Tavarim, but we will discuss that Beis Hashem in a different part of the series when we talk about embarrassing people. Okay? Mentioning someone's past, that was Mufurish in the Gemara, right? And people do this all the time. Someone starked out, and you say to him, oh, I remember when you were mamas, you know, you know, the first year in Israel, you were doing all sorts of things. You can't do that. That's a terrible thing, right? You can't ever mention someone's past. It's an Issa, Da'oraisa, in the Pasuk, and should not be done. Very, very important, okay? Uh, now, another thing, hurtful facts about um, someone or his family, right? For example, saying to him, oh, yeah, yeah, your parents are divorced. That's not a nice thing to say. It's not a nice thing to say. Why would you say that? Or someone says, oh my gosh, I hear your wife is like really, really lazy. Forget about the shalom bias that you're destroying. That's called a nasty vorim. Even if you say to someone, wow, you're fat, you put on a lot of weight. You know, he's getting, you know, wow, sh- I saw what Corona did to you. You know what I'm saying? That, that is a nasty vorim. That is, you know, and people say, ah, it's only a joke, come on, I didn't mean it. Again, he might have taken it very, very, very really. 
And, and, and to take that back, I don't know. Yes, you can go to him and ask him Mechila and do tshuva. And of course you can do tshuva. There's no avail that you can't do tshuva for. Of course you can. But remember, the tshuva is between you and the Rabbani Shalom. We know that the tshuva cannot work until you do tshuva ben Adon Mechaviri. So until he literally has totally forgiven you with all of his heart and he's forgotten about it and it doesn't bother him and whatever, and that, that's a, that's a Heimadrika. I want you to think about someone that ever hurt you. Would you forgive them? Would you completely ignore them? In other words, ignore the fact that they did that and give them total mechil. Would you do that? That takes a real man, by the way. That takes a real man. Okay, let's move on. Pouring salt on a wound. Right? So in other words, if somebody has a situation and you say to him, well, listen, obviously, I mean, you do so many averas. Obviously, Hashem had to punish you. That's a terrible thing to say. You can't do that. Or a snide remark. Say, people do this, by the way, all the time, but it's, it's mummish bad. You see a guy who's like a real sloppy guy and you're like, oh, wow, nice shirt. Let's see how long that stays clean for. That's a nice him. That is a nasty one. I'm sorry, yes. That is a nasty one. That is not a nice thing to say. You're hinting the fact that he's probably going to get dirty, right? It's like someone said, when you eat spaghetti bolognese or whatever, something similar, right? You eat spaghetti with, with tomato sauce. You're going to get it on your shirt. The shy is when. You just don't know what part of the meal are you going to get it on your shirt. But anyway, let's move on. Nicknames, right? The Chazal, the Gemara and Bob Metzia is full of this. You cannot call people by their nicknames, right? Even if everybody does, right? Especially if your intention is to buy. Hey, Chubby, how you doing? You, know, you can't do that. You know how to do that. You know what the Gemara says? I, I, I hate to, I hate to, you know, tell people bad things, but like, I'm, I'm just telling you over Gemara. I'm a shliya. What can I do? I'm, I'm telling you over the, the, the Rabbani Shalom writes in the Torah. Chazal tell us there are three people that go to Gehenim and never come up. One of them is someone that calls, calls someone a nickname. The Gemara says. The Gemara says clear, straight out. Right? I'm not talking about, well, well, you know, his name is uh, Shimon and everyone calls him Shim. I'm, that, that Seder. I'm not a derogatory name, especially if he doesn't like it. Which, by the way, I don't know if you'll ever know that they like it because they're going to say, yeah, it's fine, everyone calls me that, it's okay, I don't mind. When deep down it really does bother him. You know what? You'll be the guy to call him by his regular name. You'll be the guy that will be, you know, away from this Gemara. You want to stay far away from a Gemara that says that you'll be part of the people, the three people that go to Gehenna and never come out. I want to be far away from that. You know, even Al-Sad HaChumrah. Yeah, it's worth it. You know what I mean? Okay. Asking someone a question, you know that he cannot answer. That is a nasty one. In other words, you know, someone says, I, I, I made a seam on uh, Bob Metzir right now. You know they didn't really make a seim. Stam, they, 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 they went to a shir and they weren't even listening. And, the, you know, they, 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 for chizik, they read me the seim. So you're like, oh, really? Could you tell me on Daf Chof Aleph Omad Aleph, the Gemara over there brings a machloikis between Abaya and, you know, could you, you don't have to do that. That is a nasty rom. He's going to be very upset by that. He really will be upset by that. If you ask him a question and he will not answer, you cannot do that. That's wrong. Right? It's, 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 it's a, I will tell you another thing, which I don't want to mention, but I'm going to mention it anyway. The Sefer Hasidim brings down a similar idea to this, is that if you have a guest in your house and you ask him for a devatoya when you know he hasn't got one. Ah, so all you guys are going to say, oh, all of a sudden, say, I'm, now, now I'm coming to your house and I have to feel so bad. The answer is no. Why? Because I'm trying to help you guys. I'm trying to make sure that you will have a Dvar Torah at all time. And when your wife's going to say to you, Darling Natanel, could you please tell me a Dvar Torah? And you're going to say, Well, I can tell you every Torah is in Kedushin. 
which won't interest her, you've got to have a dvator up your sleeve and you pull it out and you say it. And you make her proud that she sent you to Koilong and she feels good at the fact that you remembered something and came up back with something, even though you were learning, you know, Rebchaims all day. But at the end of the day, she feels good about that. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to continue. Don't worry. I'm going to continue asking you for the dvator. Okay, let's move on. Uh, practical jokes. Practical jokes, okay? The Chassam Soiper has a Chuvin Cheshemishpasim and Kufa involved that talks about this. And the reason I said the Marmokim is because most people don't believe me that practical jokes are not allowed. Practical jokes are not allowed. So, for example, gi- um, giving advice that will cause some embarrassment, right? So, for example, if someone says to you, Do you know where I can get a cleaning lady from? and you give her your neighbor's, a woman's mobile phone, and they'll call her up and say, Hi, I heard that you're a cleaning lady, can you help me? Now, that's a practical joke, which is not nice. Don't get any ideas. Don't get any ideas, okay? It's not a nice thing to do, right? Embarrassing someone in a way that's not nice. Even stealing, by the way, right? You take away, someone's phone is on the table. You take, you know, you slip it into your pocket and the guy's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, my phone, right? Which is an extension of my hand. I will not be able to go to sleep tonight because my hand is missing. My phone is gone. That, that you are basic. yeah, it's a joke. Oh, here it is. I got it. It's a joke. You shouldn't do that. It's very cute, but it's a nice divan. Even though it's not divan. It's the same thing. I want to tell you something else. Incredible idea. But I say that I don't, I don't know how many people know this one. This is a, uh, uh, this is a Sefer Mitzvah in the Rambam, where he brings this one. If you look also at Bloy Sefer in Pischei Choshen, Perik Tezvov, Sikot and Beis, look it up over there. Scaring people is included in a nice divan. Right? You know that your roommate's coming in, you stand by the door, boo! Oh my... <gasps> Woo! Did I get a shock? I'm sorry to tell you. That's a nasty one. Okay? Um, in fact, it's brought down that you're meant to knock before you come into the house because people should know that you're coming in. Just like the coin Godel had bells attached to his clothing so that people should know when he's entering the Mishkan. Okay? Uh, another thing, again, Rabbi say the Ureim in Sivkotten Kuf Pei. Simon Kuf Pei, I'm sorry. Simon Kuf Pei brings down when you show someone an angry face, you're not angry, but you show them an angry face, that's a nasty bar. Okay? Um, what about walking into a shop and stum annoying the guy and saying, how much is this? How much is this? You have no intention of buying it. I'm not talking about the sugya of um, uh, what we mentioned last time, where we talked about Gnevis uh, uh, um, Das. Said it, we talked about that. I'm talking about a case we have no intention. Just, I'm just driving you crazy. That's a nice story. You're making him all getting excited. You have no intention of buying it. And it causes him pain. You're causing him pain. This is the greatest one, by the way. This is the greatest one. Gezel Shana. Doesn't exist, right? We know it doesn't exist, right? All you guys, Baruch Hashem, know that it doesn't exist. First of all, it's not negate you guys, because when you come into your room, you're careful to make sure that no one, no one, Rav Scheinberg, I remember all the years, I remember him saying this so many times. People are so machme to make sure they don't walk Dalad Amas before they do Nagel Vasa, which is a Chosh of Indian. I don't want to put it down. But if you're going to wake someone else up, when, you know, you want to wake up early because you want to learn three, four hours before Shachris, which is normal. But, you know, your roommate David doesn't want to do that, right? So you want to wash Negevasa, and your poor roommate, who just went to bed an hour ago after learning until two, three o'clock in the morning, you know, in the Vish Medrash, right? You can tell what type of Vishiva we have over here, Rabbi Say, is, um, <coughs> he's going to get, he's going to get woken up. Shami said it's not again. It's not worth it. Don't be machman someone else's cheshman. But the Maisa, it's not true. It's not really considered to be Gezor uh, Shena. What is it? Says Rav Vosna and Shevet HaLevi Chelik Zayin Simon Reish Chav Dalad Ois Aleph It's a Nostvarim. Which is also bad. Don't worry. I didn't make it any better for you guys. I just, quant- I just called it a different name. It's called a Nostvarim. 
Okay? Now, um, let me just give you, before we finish, because we've gone over our time already, but I just want to tell you, there are a few places where you are actually allowed to do a Nastvarim. Number one is when you're rebuking somebody, when you're giving someone Musa, right? For example, a parent, a teacher, a Rebbe, or someone of that category, if he's punishing a child, if it's providing, obviously it's done in the right way, and it's done in the proper way, and it's done with the intention that he's going to try and improve and whatever it is, then yes, you can do so. Then whatever we said until now, you can do. Whether it's embarrassing him, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, again, every Rebbe, every Mechanach, every parent has to use their, a lot of common sense in this generation. Whew, 2020, coronavirus, you know, corona generation. We have to lose a lot of common sense before you rebuke someone. We'll talk about that, Be'ez HaShem, in a different part of the series. We'll talk about that. But if it's done properly, and it can be done properly, in other words, if the, if the Talmud or the child know it's done out of love, then you could do it. Right, you have to know. You guys, Baruch Hashem, know me. You know that if I would come and tell you off, you know it's because I love you. If I wouldn't love you, I wouldn't tell you off. I tell this. I tell this to the Rebbeim as well. I tell this to Rebbeim when you know sometimes they'll come to me and say, "Hey, we need to t- we need to tell this guy and sort this guy out." I say, "Hold on a second. Do you have a relationship with him? Does he know that you love him and you're looking out for the best for him? If he doesn't know that, then don't do it. There's just no point. First of all, it's not going to work, and number two, it might make it even worse. So it's very important, and this is true by a parent, and even more true by a Rebbe or a teacher." That the, the, the student, the Talmud, has to, has to really feel it's becoming out, out of a place of love, out of caring, and then you could do that. But again, this is not a Chinuch class. We'll talk about that at a different time, when you guys go into Chinuch, we'll talk all about that. But Al-Koponim, that is number one. Number two, the other place that you're allowed is where Rishoyim. You have people that mock the Torah. People that are making fun of Tamid Echechonim, Chas V'Sholem. People that are making fun of the Torah. Those people you can embarrass. Those people you can start doing, you know, I know as Tavorim to, unless they're a Tinnik Shinishba and they didn't know anything about that. And if someone is insulting you, you're allowed to defend yourself. You're allowed to defend yourself. Again, it's better not to. It's a midas chassid, it's not to. And we all know the famous story of the people that never had a child and they were embarrassed at a chasana. And then, you know, I'm sorry, they were embarrassed by the chasana. They went to someone who said, they told someone else about it and said, give me a bracha because you never responded. If you never responded, you have a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous chos. And that, I think, is the idea. Rabbi Sai, I think this te- teaches us the tremendous sensitivity that we have to have towards others. And Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow we shall continue with the next part of the series.